Hello and welcome to the Marketing Meetup podcast. My name is Joe Glover and I'm super grateful for your attendance today. Weird thing to say, granted. We're going to carry on. This talk is from Richard Huntington and it's a real seminal moment really in the development and the life and the, you know, just journey of the Marketing Meetup really. And the reason why this is really quite interesting and a big moment is because Richard is the chairman of Saatchi and Saatchi. Now, for some of you, you may not even know who Saatchi and Saatchi are, but for others, you'll know that Saatchi and Saatchi are a huge ad agency based in London who have had a real impact on not only advertising, but also culture over the course of the, uh, the entire world over the past 50 years or so, I think they've been around it. In any case, it's certainly a long time. Now, Richard is the chairman of Saatchi and Saatchi, which is unbelievable. And we had the pleasure of getting to hear him speak at a joint event between the Marketing Meetup and the School of Marketing. Um, the School of Marketing being an initiative which is designed to bring through the next generation of marketers by making them aware that a career in marketing is something that can be pursued. In this talk, Richard breaks it down uh, very much on the theme of unorthodoxy. The target audience is people coming up through the ranks of the marketing world. So very much aligned to inspiring the next generation to come through. But even if you're a seasoned marketer, there's absolutely something for you in this talk. So I really hope you enjoy it. I was completely inspired by Richard. Um, I feel very fortunate to be able to be able to introduce this podcast in the first place, never mind um, to have it as part of the Marketing Meetup's repertoire. And uh, yeah, I really hope you enjoy it. Uh, two last things before we head in. The first is to thank Barry of Bravo Marketing. He is the creative director mold of any business. So if you have a creative requirement, Barry is your guy. He uh, specializes in producing content that converts rather than just sits on your website. Um, but he's more about creating campaigns as well that have creativity running right into the soul of it. We also have everything that you ever need from the Marketing Meetup at themarketingmeetup.com. There you'll find our blog posts, our events, more podcasts, uh, workshops, job posts, our newsletter, everything just designed to make you a better marketer. As I say, this is a really exciting podcast, a very inspiring, uh, think differently type of message going on from Richard. I know you're going to enjoy it. Have fun and I'll see you soon. So I was feeling really uh, slightly intimidated, partly because of that introduction uh, and partly because of the lineup that you've got today. I figure that I'm only at the top of that uh, lineup because I've got a stupid title and also uh, because I'm slightly relieved since I can say anything I like uh, and if it's subsequently undermined by people who actually know what they're talking about later on, uh, I will be long gone and that would be fine. So kind of like being in this position. 
and a breathtaking uh, act of, uh, of sort of narcissism in a way, uh, I've attempted in uh, the next half an hour to deal with uh, the following subjects. I'm going to talk a little bit about me, I'm going to talk a little bit about us, by which I mean such and such, I'm going to talk a little bit about, hopefully about all of us, by which I mean the, the marketing community and industry, and hopefully, if we've got time, you too, and talk a little bit about maybe some some lessons uh, or some wisdom perhaps to impart from somebody who's 30 years through that 50-year career. Thank God it's 50 years. Thank you for saying it's 50 years because I really need uh, to work for another 20. Uh, I've got a mortgage that I need to pay. Uh, so that's, uh, that's what I want to cover uh, today, if that's okay with you. Uh, me, you, us, all of us, and you too. I'm going to start with my favourite subject, which is of course me. Uh, not that you're necessarily interested, but perhaps, perhaps there are some lessons from my, from my journey uh, that may be helpful. This is me at the beginning of my career, uh, 1992, receiving an award for a campaign for Millwall Football Club. Yes, uh, Millwall Football Club won a marketing award back in 1992 from Jonathan Ross, uh, no less. And the only reason I ever show this uh, slide is to uh, suggest to you that I am ageing slightly better uh, than Jonathan Ross. Uh, at the time, I wasn't doing what, what I did, well clearly I wasn't. Doing what I do. Uh, I, I, was, uh, I was working as an account handler, so, so looking after the client's interest within the agency, looking after client service, uh, and I was working in a direct marketing agency. Direct, uh, direct response, which I, uh, has subsequently sort of morphed into the kind of digital uh, uh, agencies and practices uh, around the industry. So I, 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 was, uh, I was an account handler really spectacularly bad one uh, and in a direct marketing agency and really in my heart of hearts I wanted to work in an, an agency uh, and I think that was a, a kind of central to, to my journey because I was spectacularly unsuccessful at getting into the industry originally. I applied to loads of agencies in my final year at, at college and, uh, and I was uh, rejected by everybody. In fact I still have those letters to this day. And in fact, my career is not so much a career, more a, a kind of vendetta against the people that turned me down. I have uh, a, um, a letter from Saatchi and Saatchi, dated February 1989, <coughs> uh, thank you for coming to see us. Uh, we wish you all the best in your career, but it won't be with us. Well, you know, I'm here, and goodness knows where the man that wrote that letter is right now. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, but my point is, I, I didn't start where I wanted uh, to get to, but that doesn't really matter. And one of the first things I, I tell people is, um, you know, in this industry, start anywhere you possibly can. Uh, client side, agency side, and any of the marketing disciplines. But just never get stuck where you don't want to be. It's a difficult industry to get into. Uh, and so take all the opportunities you have. But um, Richie talks about grit, and I think that you should apply that grit to your own careers as well as the lives of the businesses and brands that you'll look after. Have that tenacity, uh, get started, and then uh, find out where you want to be and make sure you get there. There are three things I wanted to uh, talk to you about me and, and my journey, and, and I think what what I think about uh, marketing in the world. The first is I'm a strategist, so I was an account handler, spectacularly bad. Eventually it was politely suggested to me that I stopped doing that uh, and, uh, and went to become a uh, planner or a strategist. In, in the agency side, there's a pretty weird division of labor between uh, thinkers, strategists, doers, account handlers, and creators. 
creatives uh, or makers. That's not so uh, much the case on uh, the client side where those roles tend to be brought uh, together much more in one person. But certainly on the agency side, uh, we tend to divide people up a little bit. So I've spent the vast majority of my career doing strategy, being a strategist, and it's my happy place. I'm certainly uh, so damn sight better at that than I was at account handling. I don't think I would have uh, got to where I am if I continued plowing on relentlessly with my miserable account handling career. Uh, so I'm a, a strategist by heart, and uh, it's a grand word. Lots of people love uh, being called strategists. Lots of people talk about strategy without really knowing what it is. Uh, lots of people want to put it in their job title. Uh, I found this quote from somebody uh, I've completely forgotten about, uh, uh, whose legacy will not live on because I've stolen it, um, uh, and hopefully they will never know uh, and never come after me. But I really like this definition. Strategy is simply an informed opinion about how to win. Uh, and it's pretty central uh, to, to what we do uh, on agency side and on the client side. We're simply trying to figure out how to win in the marketplace, uh, how to get people to do what we want them to do. Uh, and it's not a, it's not, um, you know, it, it, like it's not locked down entirely. You never know entirely that it's going to be successful. It's an informed opinion. It's your best guess at the time using the data that you've got and the information you have about how uh, that client can win in the market. That's really all strategy is about, getting uh, people into the right place uh, to execute your ideas. The second thing about me is I hate orthodoxy and I hate orthodoxy uh, and by which I mean cliche, accepted wisdom, best practice, all those things because I think they're an anathema to really great marketing. Uh, great marketing figures out how it's going to solve uh, a problem uh, 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 with, uh, with the data that it has in front of it, not using sort of what worked last week or what works for another client. That idea about an informed opinion, well, if, if we simply act on orthodoxy or accepted wisdom, we end up deciding what the solution is before we've even understood the problem. Uh, and so uh, I think you should be wary of orthodoxy. You should be wary of anybody who says this is how it works. There are some laws of marketing, but by and large, uh, you're going to figure it out as, as you go along. Uh, and in doing so, you'll create new solutions. And, you know, I, I've spent a lot of time working in financial services. It's a really good example of a marketing landscape, which is driven by orthodoxy. So before we did all of that work on, on direct line, people sold insurance on the basis of, well, it was a, it was a you know, necessary evil, and it's about protecting people, protecting the people you love, uh, you know, or you'd sell a mortgage, and a mortgage would be about uh, find your dream home. Uh, you'd sell investments, they'd be about, uh, you know, saving for a rainy day. Uh, you, you'd find across financial services, and in most markets, there are these sort of, uh, orthodoxies and cliches that most marketing is driven by and your job is to unpick all of that and find the solution uh, that works for, for that client, for your client or for your brand right there and right now. This is a quote from actually somebody who has had a profound legacy and I can't nick because everybody knows this. This is from George Orwell, he's a bit of a hero of mine, one of the greatest writers in the English language. He said orthodoxy is unconsciousness. Orthodoxy is not thinking, not needing to think. I think you should sniff it out, uh, know when you, you've, uh, you've come across it and reject it at any occasion. One of the things that I find most bizarre is when people say things like, 
here are the 10 best ways to build a following on Instagram. Or, you know, here are the, 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 uh, the uh, 10 best ways to build an email database. And you kind of go, these disciplines are so young, how can you possibly have figured out uh, exactly how to do this forever? Uh, I think uh, whenever you come across that, it's, it's a signal that you can do some work because there's an orthodoxy to be able to. And then finally, I'm pretty keen on the idea of interesting, being interesting, being interested. There's a, um, uh, there's a phrase which I think most people who've been on a date would recognise. Uh, the thing that makes people interesting is it that they are interested. You know, I think you should be interested in everything. There's another quote from somebody who remained nameless, I love, which is, I am only interested in everything. I think it's a pretty profound quality of a marketer to be interested in everything. But it's also our job to create things that are interesting because ultimately what we're doing is working uh, with ordinary human beings who we want to do something on our behalf and the best way to do that is to try and get them involved and engaged and interested in our brand and our business and what we've got to say. Being interesting is a pretty good uh, start point. So this is a quote from me. I actually came up with this rather than stealing it. Uh, and I don't entirely mean this. In fact, there are some times where you probably ought to be right rather than just interesting. But uh, when, you know, whenever you are in doubt, uh, just Whenever you're confused or you don't know what's going on or you, you don't know what to do, I, I find just falling back on, am I interested in this idea, in this insight, in this strategy, in this brief, in this work, uh, and you won't go far wrong. It's a really good uh, mantra to hold at your heart. Start with what you find interesting. And, and it's one of the wonderful things about this industry is what you find interesting is really important to all of us. Come back to that. So that's a little bit about me. About us, so this is Saatchi and Saatchi. Uh, well, this is genuinely Saatchi and Saatchi. We were founded uh, in 1970 by uh, two uh, brothers who were immigrants uh, from Iraq who were Jewish. A kind of weird, mixed up, outsider uh, bunch who didn't really understand uh, how you were supposed to do advertising. Certainly didn't understand the British uh, advertising establishment and as a result sort of rewired the whole thing um, and um, proud I mean they've gone on to do some dodgy stuff let's be clear but I'm really proud that at our heart uh, you know we were, we were founded by outsiders and and we're at our best as an agency when we're on the outside challenging and pushing things. We are driven by one phrase, uh, nothing's impossible. We like it so much, we chiseled it into the, the front step uh, of our building. And just to make it absolutely clear, we've written it in six foot high letters on the top of the building, much to the consternation of the legal community around us who really don't like that. And they don't like the fact that we've got a pub. Uh, although they use it quite a lot. Um, nothing's Impossible is really important to us. It, it describes a, a, an endeavour, but it also describes an approach, which I kind of think is pretty cool for marketing in general, but it's certainly what we believe in. So this is the only weird chart. M most of my charts are really boring and just words on a black uh, background, but this is uh, kind of how we talk to, to clients and how we approach problems. And it's to suggest that greatness, and you'll be clear that that's the box I'm really interested in because I've reversed out the lettering and made it really, and always in marketing, top right. When you see a quadrant like this, top right's always the best place to be. So greatness uh, comes from uh, doing something that's incredibly relevant, but other people 
feel is impossible. The business world uh, right now, the transformative businesses and brands that we all use and enjoy have by and large attempted to do something that was incredibly relevant and totally impossible. When Airbnb was founded, everybody said that you'd never get people uh, to come and share uh, your home with you or you'd never want to share your home with complete randomness. Uh, most of the businesses that are transforming the way that we that we behave as human beings, the way that we live our lives, have attempted to do something incredibly impossible and very relevant. The reason this is important is that business orthodoxy says, don't ever do that, uh, or don't do that to begin with, by which they mean never. Uh, do the stuff that's relevant and possible. It's called the low-hanging fruit. We're always told, do the low-hanging fruit first. That's never, that gets you good, but never gets you great. Uh, so we're all about trying, trying to do the top right-hand corner. I've got four pieces of film I wanted to share with you, see how the time goes, some work that we've uh, been doing. It's starting with the uh, impossible challenge of whether you can uh, encourage British shoppers to shop on the high street at Christmas and divert some of their spend from Amazon and the other online retailers. So uh, that's, I'm going to talk a little bit later on about how uh, I think marketing solves uh, commercial and social problems, or it usually solves commercial or social problems. I think that's a really good example of a piece of work solving a commercial problem for Visa, which is uh, acceptance and acceptability for low-value purchases. Uh, they're desperately uh, trying to ensure that merchants, shopkeepers, uh, want you to use Visa rather than preferring that you, that you didn't. And uh, from a social point of view, I mean, uh, we are absolutely dependent upon the survival of our, our high streets for the prosperity of our communities. Um, second impossible challenge is literally, it's direct line, is the Fixer campaign, and it's literally the, the challenge of uh, nobody or people Increasingly, people in the insurance industry were going straight to price comparison websites and not going directly to insurers. And uh, so you had uh, all of that money going behind advertising for uh, Compare the Market or Go Compare or Confuse.com. And uh, they had established a behavior where you just go to a price comparison website. Why would you ever go to uh, directly to an insurer? We had to solve uh, that problem, which we did by getting people to care more about insurance. And if that sounds uh, an impossible task, remember what I said about A, orthodoxy, uh, people just being lazy about the way they talked about insurance. They just said things like, you hear this a lot, uh, it's a low interest category, uh, which is just an excuse. Uh, and, uh, and also, uh, they never ever said anything interesting that would make you want uh, to, uh, to make a decision, say this insurer, I would prefer to go with this insurer over that insurer. So that's where the, the Fixer campaign came from. It's fronted by Harvey Keitel in his role as Winston Wolfe, uh, who's here just to solve your problems. This is a uh, piece of work called Get the uh, Fudge Out of Rog, I think. And I'm gonna have to go and do the little look. Jenny Woodson Wolf, you were making chocolate fudge cake when a little accident caused damage to your mobile. Right. And to Roger the rep, you have direct line home plus insurance, so your phone can be replaced or you can have cash. Can you send me a new one? Sure. Now your daughter Connie comes home at 3.30 in the p.m., correct? Uh-huh. That gives us 40 minutes to get the fudge out of Roger. <laughs> 
That's just a, a one-off ad as part of a series of uh, work that we've done over the last five years that's absolutely transformed the commercial uh, performance of Direct Line. Um, it's fighting back against the price comparison websites and establishing the idea that uh, not all insurance is, is the same. That's really what we're trying to, to, to get people to believe is that, is that it really matters. And it, and it matters not just what the price was when you bought it, which is what everybody thinks, oh, just the cheapest one, or, or usually the second cheapest one on a price comparison website. But what really matters is, is it going to work when you need it to work? That's the, that's the journey that we've been trying to take people on. So it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a campaign that's wrapped around uh, every customer touch point, all of the marketing disciplines, but also critically internally, because uh, what we've also managed to do is to help Direct Line group feel like uh, they can walk tall again, that their future isn't in the hands of uh, small soft toys. Uh, Small, what are they? They're meerkats, aren't they? Small Russian meerkats soft toys. I mean, where does, whenever you see an industry where they're going, here, have a free soft toy, you know they've lost the plot and don't really know. I feel that a little bit about O2, you know, we fight O2 uh, with EE. So the only thing you can say is that you've got a very large music venue in the south of London. Fine. Uh, crack on. Uh, I'm not going to do this. A couple of uh, pieces of work for T-Mobile, which are in the... <laughs> In the interest of time, I won't uh, play. But that's sort of what we're about. We like taking on impossible challenges, things that other people think are difficult, and challenging all of that. Uh, now I'm going to speak on behalf of all of us, uh, which, is, um, which is rather dangerous, uh, and I'm going to suggest to you that this is an incredibly biased point of view, and you should take it all with a pinch of salt. It's just my perspective on uh, marketing and what I love about it. Uh, we, we touched on this a little bit, but my personal belief is that marketing is about solving commercial and social problems by changing people's behaviour. <coughs> Lots of uh, people in an organisation solve commercial or social problems. What we do is work in the hearts and minds of real people uh, to change what they do. Lots of people talk about uh, marketing is here to change attitudes. Uh, all of that's irrelevant unless you change behaviour. We want you to buy more of something than you did before. We want you to buy uh, EE, not O2. We want you to, uh, I don't know, on, on uh, Marie Curie, we want you to talk more about death and dying because if more people talk about that, then more people will have a better death when it comes to it. Uh, on uh, Deutsche Telekom, which was, I almost showed you there, we wanted uh, to get people to use their mobile phones to game and create data, research data to fight uh, dementia. So in every single case, what marketing is about is working with the hearts and minds, or working in the hearts and minds of real people to change their behavior to the benefit of, of the brand or the business or the organization uh, that's asking you to do it. I think it's pretty uh, uh, simple and straightforward and I absolutely love it. The other thing I love is we're pretty bad at the supply side of the business uh, equation. Like, you know, uh, managing costs uh, and producing products uh, with greater margins, all that sort of stuff. Uh, we're pretty, by and large, pretty useless at what we're brilliant at is top-line growth. And most organisations right now uh, are desperate for top-line growth. They're desperate 
to generate new revenue and to find out where their revenue is going to come from in, in the future. Uh, that seems to me to be an uh, incredibly important part of what we do. We generate demand. We generate demand because we create desire. We get people to do things uh, that they perhaps didn't want to do or didn't know they wanted to do. That's the magic of it. We tend to believe as an industry in the unreasonable power of creativity. That creativity applied to problem solving, whether at the front end, uh, like uh, maybe we should get people to think about insurance uh, at the point that they need it rather than the point they buy it, uh, or creativity at the back end, back end is a bit, towards the um, output, uh, which would be, uh, do you know what? I mean, I was telling Richie this earlier on. When I was talking about good insurance, uh, saying, you know, it's about uh, putting things back to how they were, solving people's problems, fixing things. Uh, creative director I was working with just said, do you know, it's a bit like that scene in Pulp Fiction where uh, Winston Wolfe clears the back seat of a, a Chevy Nova of the brains that have been blown out by Samuel L. Jackson and John Travolta. And you go, okay, fine. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, that illogical leap, I mean, that's an illogical leap. It has a sense to it. But you try then go, going to convince people that the solution to this problem is to employ the, uh, the, um, uh, the qualities of a gangland fixer where most people think that insurance companies are crooks and gangsters in the first place. There, so there's, that, there's creativity at the front end and the creativity at the back end. There's creativity right the way through. And what we believe is that creativity is the multiplier. It's what makes this industry so special because there's very little else uh, in an organisation that can, that can transform budget or cash or money into effect uh, with the sort of multiplier that creativity is able to do in the, in the marketing world. It's, it's, a, it's magical, it's amazing, and it doesn't always happen. So that's where the, the expertise of people like you uh, come into, comes into play, uh, the people who can figure out how best to do that. We're pretty keen on brands. Like not as an end uh, product to build the brand, but we are keen on uh, brands in the way that uh, they help consumers make decisions and they make, help consumers make decisions fast, in our favour, and perhaps not always in their own interests. If you bought any Apple product ever, you've paid a lot more money than you should have for, for a piece of technology, but you did it because you believed more, you wanted it more, you loved it more, you desired it more, whatever it was, everybody else had one, I don't know. But you did it because of the brand, not just because of the product. So brands, and I think this is something we have to continue uh, to help organizations and businesses understand. Brands are not a sort of ornament for a business. They're absolutely at the heart of helping organizations grow because they're the point at which we engage with, with real human beings. Brands don't exist in the, uh, in the organization. They're not owned by companies. They exist in people's minds. What you think about something is the brand. And that's what's so dynamic and incredible. And finally, I'm a real believer that uh, while technology is revolutionizing our industry uh, in really profound and important ways, humanity is our killer app. Humanity, our understanding of the messed up, messy world of human beings that the rest of the people in most companies don't understand. They don't get, you know, certainly if you come from the supply side, they don't get that people make irrational decisions. They don't always act in their own interest. We're only just 
starting to understand uh, through things like behavioural economics and neuroscience how messed up human beings are. And we're the one discipline that really properly engages with that and tries to, to understand human beings and how they make decisions and how we can influence those decisions. So while technology is revolutionising our industry, it is humanity which is our real sort of superpower. And finally, at long last, maybe a little bit about you, uh, or from from where I from where I stand. Um, there's a lot of uh, there's a massive desire in marketing. I think partly because of some sort of chip on our shoulder to, to make out it's a profession. You know, so we're surrounded here by the the legal community, which is a profession. You have to have certain qualifications in order to practice. You need to be a member of certain organisations in order to practice. There are codes of conduct. Uh, that's a profession. We're more, I mean, we kind of pretend we're, we're a profession and we're certainly interested in being professional and professional marketing, but we're more like a trade. And, and the result of the, that is, although this is the school of marketing, I think I'd encourage you to think of yourselves as apprentices rather than students. Uh, there to, to, to practice and hone your craft and learn your craft skills uh, uh, rather than simply just to learn stuff. It's about, this is an industry that's about doing things and seeing what works and maybe doing some more as a result. Um, and as a, a result, I think you should also think about apprenticing yourself, you know, to at the start to an organisation that really believes in marketing. So you learn your craft skills or an agency uh, that, that, that that does, that, that really understands brands, that uh, understands the power of creativity. Uh, it, it, uh, you know, to see the beginning of your career as, a, as an apprenticeship isn't a bad way, rather a, uh, a series of things that you need to learn. Because frankly, what you need to know is changing all the time. It's a very uh, dynamic uh, industry. I mean, what we call marketing changes all the time. So, so I'd encourage you to think of yourself as an apprentice. Uh, Richie's touched upon this, but it's, but it's so important. I mean, if you uh, find it hard to decide whether you're rational and deductive and logical or that you're, you're lateral and inspirational and creative, this is probably the only thing that you can do. Uh, or certainly an industry that welcomes that. There are some people in our, uh, in our agencies and in our uh, client organisations that are just on the science side or just on the art side, but by and large, Great marketing is about that meshing those two things together and knowing where the, the logic stops and the, and the, and the lateral thinking starts uh, and being able to do all of that. That's, that's the, at the heart of what is an incredibly glorious generalist uh, discipline uh, like marketing. Uh, we're an, uh, 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 an industry that likes opinion, um, where opinion counts. Remember I said that strategy is an informed opinion about how to win. Uh, nobody knows exactly how to do it. Uh, I often think that the only predictable thing in advertising is that bad advertising won't work. I mean, you can't predict how well great marketing is going to work. Uh, so so there's, a, there's an element of opinion and recommendation in all of that. And that's welcome. I just be one of those people that holds your opinions lightly, that's prepared to be challenged that uh, suggests that uh, this is your starting point, but there may be better ideas somewhere else. Strong opinions uh, lightly help. People often say, think that sounds like don't have any principles. I mean, what I feel, it, it's like, uh, no, no, I'm going to tell you what I really passionately believe, but I'm not going to 
to kill you in order to make sure it happens. You matter, you matter from now. Uh, this is an industry that cares about what you think, how you feel, uh, your consumers. Uh, so therefore, uh, how you feel about a brand, what you right now think about E is desperately important to me. This is not uh, an industry where in 10 or 15 years time, suddenly you'll become of age, you'll be made a partner in a law firm or a management consultancy and you will matter. Uh, you matter right from the beginning because, uh, because there's no point in your uh, career in which what you personally feel uh, isn't important to your agency, to your client, to your organisation. You, you matter and you matter right from the beginning. You matter to all of us. It's not an entirely rubbish way to earn a living either. I mean, honestly, uh, I do sort of slightly wonder when, you, you know, people have gone into management consultancy or they've gone into accountancy or they've gone into law or something like that. You kind of go, are you really having any fun? No, they probably say, it's not about fun, it's about saving the world or uh, finding, you know, cures for things that are uncurable. I get that. But, and that's fine and you do that. I want to do something, because I've got to do it for 50 years, Richie says, uh, where I, actually it's not just I have a laugh around the edges, that the product is fun, the process of developing the product is fun. And of course it's fun, because in the final instance, we make and do things that engage and interest ordinary British people or people around the world. So therefore it's bound to be fun because, because what they're interested in are things that make them laugh, people that make things that make them cry, things that, that make them excited, or uh, people, things that uh, get them to question their own behaviours. Uh, it's inherently fun. So uh, I know that sounds superficial in the beginning of this period, going, no, 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 I think that fun is not what I'm looking for in a career. <laughs> Genuinely, it's the thing that will mean you don't burn out, you can do this for a long, long time, or until you want to uh, 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 set up your own uh, business, um, uh, and, and, and it's, uh, it's, it's why uh, marketing organisations, marketing departments in organisations and agencies are reasonably nice places to be. And it's also because, by and large, you will meet some assholes, but by and large, this industry is populated by people who are creative, clever, fun, easygoing, um, thoughtful, kind, um, uh, but sort of somehow have dangerous minds because it's that combination that's super powerful for us to find people who are uh, nice to each other uh, because we work in teams, we work in relationships. It's the bond between client and agency. It's the bond between strategist and, and uh, creative. Uh, we, we work in teams so it kind of helps to, to get on with each other. But at the heart of that, hopefully, are a bunch of minds that are incredibly powerful and will do weird and wonderful things and use that, their creativity in order to solve those problems <coughs> we talked about at their root cause. Thank you very much.